Hey, Terry. Yeah. Did you listen to the most recent Nuts and Bolts scrap pop? Nuts and Bolts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Abracadabra, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Abracadabra, Holmes. Other than drinking beer, the only thing I've ever seen them do good with beer was uh, duct tape one to the nose of an airplane after they destroyed it to fly it again. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I'd have been sober then because I barely remember seeing it. I believe it was a beer and a chop block, wasn't it? Yeah. Beer and a chop block, yeah. <laughs> it lasted until Casey crashed it. Right up until it ejected the receiver pack because they did all that and they didn't secure the receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Plankers for you. Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli podcast. This is episode 36. Today's date is 12 5 we have everybody but Kenny here tonight. A little busy and tied up. Well, hopefully not tied up, but he was, he's probably busy. Mike's here. Hello. Terry. Hello. And Carrie with a K. What's up, guys? Today we're going to go over for the main topic a little bit, uh, back to the basics and kind of knowing when to reset, kind of what I've been working on. But it's been about two weeks in two days or something yes something like that yeah so work's been just busy that's taking up a bunch of my time but besides that i'm enjoying my days off it's been good everybody else been doing okay oh yeah heck yeah oh yeah i've been doing fine yeah no i've been doing great the weather would kind of cooperate even be better i'm okay with the weather lately <laughs> but i'm okay with the dull skies i'm not crashing as much and I, uh, I guess, comes with getting old when it's overcast. Like I just can't even see them. They just turn into black dots. Like, oh, lawn dart. We actually had a pretty good day yesterday at the field, even though all my gassers wanted to not fly right. But the goose calf hung in there. <laughs> so I guess I'll start this off. What I've actually somebody else started off. Carrie can start it off. Well, shoot, other than being sick, <laughs> uh, I've actually got a pretty good, decent motivation to been flying lately. That's cool. And uh, Heck yeah. It, it feels good to actually get out and fly. I mean, as long as it's not freezing cold and not blowing wind crazy, I'm, I'm kind of okay with this semi-cold weather. I'm starting to get used to it now. Well, me and my buddies went to the uh, Christmas lot park in Bryan. And uh, when we got there, it was like in the 50s. And I brought some coveralls and everything. But, you know, I thought we'd go to the light park and all that and be out of there before it turned 30 degrees up that week. And, uh, oh, heck no. It was like four or five hours into it. And we finally went through the light park. And golly, I got colder than heck. And, uh, yeah, I ended up catching cold bug or flu or something and missed two days of work and all that. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I talked to him and I'm like, uh, you okay? I even messaged him three or four times just to make sure he wasn't going to kill over or something. 
<laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about getting sick. I, I still got a call from it. <laughs> but other than that, I've been working on Mike's raw gasser. I think I finally got it. Hold on. Who's? Well, I might have acquired it. <laughs> yeah, the last podcast when we got off, Mike's like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm glad Carrie wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was sitting down one day and I got to noticing that the uh, I, I had a slight hot start on it and I, I got it shut down quickly, but it still put a burn in the clutch bell. But I noticed the burn was just in one spot of the clutch bell one evening. And I got to wondering, I'm like, huh, I bet that clutch ain't centered in the bell. So I went through and recentered the clutch stack and everything. And since then, that has cured its problem. The V-bar and everything else is the extreme vibrations have gone away. And it's just been absolutely awesome. Nice. If somebody knew what they were doing at Built It, probably never had an issue. It was, I'll I tell you what, I learned a lot from it. I've taken it apart like 45 times. It was definitely a head scratcher of a project. Glad you got it figured out. Oh, yeah. Shoot that Goblin Raw. That's just an amazing helicopter. It doesn't matter what version it is. I haven't flown a nitro version of it, but. The electric, the gasser, both of them just fly awesome. I think I've flown with the 580 raw, and that's it. I think that's the only raw. I haven't flown the 580 yet. It's not like you hadn't had an opportunity to. No. But we were also pretty well relaxing pretty good at the last two fly-ins. Yeah. And I pulled my old T-Rex. 700 fly bar gasser off the wall the other day and went to fly it and it's old carburetor decided it it's had enough so i gotta rebuild the carburetor on it it just i, I finally got the the uh the gyro holding the tail correctly and the fataba has like a trim in its setup menu and if you don't set that trim it drifts like it's still in rate mode come to find out oh you had a rudder trim activated the fataba it's a gy611 and uh it actually has a trim in its programming and i'm like at a negative six. Oh, okay in the the deal and it it made it hold the tail true huh kind of like a sub trim for the tail but it's in the fly barless itself correct so if it drifts whenever you take off and hover, you can go into that menu and adjust it one way or the other, positive or negative, and correct that drift. Huh, that's nice to have. I personally thought there was something wrong with the uh, the gyro system, and come to find out, it was just user error. <laughs> I haven't had a drift in a long time like that, No. Yeah, because I even play with trim on my radio and stuff like that. I, I know that doesn't work with gyros but i thought what what the heck fataba's weird anyway so <laughs> and yeah it didn't work but 
it's nice to have it holding true, but the carburetor's just not acting right. It's not running right at all, so I got to rebuild that carburetor. I've got a kit and everything else. I just got to sit down and do it. I've lost my Sims again. The computer don't want to see my Interlink controller, so. No talkie. Next and HeliX are working. Oh, okay. On my real flight, uh, AccuRC, I can't get any of that to work at the moment. Huh. For whatever reason, that they will not see the Interlink. Huh. I had never used Interlink, so I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I the wireless dongle and I use my radio. Yeah. You should be able to use the V control and just plug it in because the computer should see it as a as as a game controller. I haven't done it since I downgraded my computer from eleven to ten. Because I know you could plug V bar straight into the computer and fly next. I don't know how many other ones see it, but when my computer was still on Windows eleven, I did plug it in and it worked great on AccuRC. Yeah, super smooth. <laughs> it was like, wow, this is almost lifelike. Yeah, it was definitely a world of different. Nice. A couple of days ago, I put a Tribunus 80 on my Gowie X3, which has a, a Neo and all that on it. And uh, I finally have full telemetry. Welcome to 2022. It is nice to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool to actually get full milliamps consumed and all that on my test flight today. And I can neither confirm nor deny that a turbine might be in my future. Oh. You beat me to that. Whoa. Y'all are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Who did you steal that one off of? And the room goes silent. <laughs> uh, some people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, there's only a handful of people that have turbines. Are you buying it new? Oh, shoot. There's something I forgot to put in the notes, too. Are you buying it new or what? Yeah, brand new. Oh, okay. Then you're not stealing from anybody. Well, I did say several people. <laughs> Maybe you won the Heli Direct 30% off. Unfortunately, it don't cover that. In a line turbine. Hmm. Something like that. I thought that went to somebody in, uh, where was that, Kalamazoo, Michigan? No. Yeah. Yeah, I know it didn't go to Oklahoma. I did buy a classic today. or Well, an antique helicopter, I guess you could call it. I got a Herobo shuttle. Oh, man. Never had one of those. Uh, it has the engine in it. It's servoed out. Well, I know I'll have to upgrade the receiver. I'm, I'm looking forward to restoring it and getting it and flying. And that will be my first nitro helicopter. So I, I know it's not a 3D machine or nothing like that, but it, it is. Really? Three days the crap out of them. Well, for me, which means it hovered upside down, backwards, and sideways a few times. Everything I've seen online, they they were considered light 3D. So I assume loops and rolls and just real smooth stuff. I don't know. Put an OS 55 in there. It may not be light and smooth. I mean, even a 50 at that at that time, they were running the OS. 50 without the hyperhead. It has an OS 28 in it. Oh, okay. Oh, it's real old school. Not even an OS 32. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's going to hover. You put it, if you get OS 32, which is pretty cheap, but 
if I were you, if you got used to it and wanted to fly it besides hover it around, I would get a 37 for it. It might actually fly really good with a 37. The way I understand he tried to fly it, it's one of my local club members. He is fixed wing only, and he's bought two helicopters trying to fly them. And he traded his original one for an airplane, and then he bought this one thinking he was going to try to fly helis again. And he tried it, didn't have much success, and he just put it on the shelf. And he said he has a bunch of spare parts and everything else. I would love to have that. That's awesome. So, I mean, just for, I know JC's ankles big into antique helicopters and stuff like that, too. So that's kind of where I kind of had to want for one. Freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm jealous. (laughs) And that deal was made today. Oh, wow. I got to figure out what angle you guys are working off of. Because the one I'm working ain't. Cutting the cutting the mustard like you guys. <laughs> it's good to be excited about the hobby again. Hell yeah. It, it is, isn't it? Heck yeah. Just the wrong time of year. <laughs> and it is, but I mean, you kind of go through and it's like you're this funk or this stalemate or whatever else. And something kind of clicks. We start doing this a little more. We start talking a little more. And now we're all flying. Yeah. We we don't none of us fly near as much as Terry does, but Yeah, that's true. Sunday the two gassers kind of went lame on me. So I pulled out the goose guy. Freaking goose guy. I I was wearing that goose guy out. And I mean there was only three of us at the field this weekend and the other two guys, they were just back there just giggling and cackling and everything else. They just couldn't believe that little helicopter was doing what I was doing with it. Oh yeah. I told him I was on the verge of shooting an auto with it, and I chickened out. I would try it over some high grass and just see how it'll float at the end. I came close enough that I went way up there, and I actually hit throttle hold and did a blade stop and came out of throttle hold with it. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Oh, I got that dang close to shooting an auto with it. I'm actually going to have to try the blade stop now. Damn it, you. Oh, it pirouettes about 10 times before the tail motor catches up. You could cheat it also. You could do a blade stop and let it tumble. And then spool it up. And at the same time as you spool it up, hit rescue. And when it gets the head speed, it'll auto level it. That'd be cool. It takes a few seconds. Just fair warning, it takes a few seconds for it to come back. If it if it ain't on video, it didn't happen. <laughs> I think it'd be an easy way to cheat it. I've never thought about that. I could do a blade stop. It's coming out of the blade stop and finding the orientation and picking it back up, right? But if you have rescue on any heli, right? I mean, brain, spirit, B-bar, whatever, right? You go up there, do a blade stop, let it blade stop, tumble wherever. You don't have to concentrate on it at this point hit the auto rotation bell out as soon as it spools up some hit rescue probably so and it should auto level itself and hold the head speed or you could hit rescue as you're like increasing the head speed or something i don't know i just i think it'd be easy way to sound like something to do at a patchy pass so i can record that on video (laughs) 
<laughs> I think yeah. it's doable. I I think you can do it. You don't even have to. I bet we could do a challenge of some sort with that. You don't even have to fix the heli. You can just you're literally blade stopping and then auto rotation bell out and then hit rescue in that order. It should self right. You should have it back up right right side up. You shouldn't be able to fly through a hard deck either, should you, Spiegel? Yeah, you guys broke that too. <laughs> yeah, my cub president's kind of interested in the goose guy, and he's full fixed wing all his life. And I was actually going to let him fly mine. But when you went into the self level mode, it was pulling back and to the left real aggressively. And it only does it in self-level mode. When you go into 3D mode, it uh, the swashplate goes level. So I got to do some research to find out what's going on there. And then if you if you try to trim it out, which you don't have enough trim to level it back out, you go back into 3D mode, and <laughs> you almost crashed it. I don't know what's going on with that, but I'm still I'm still picturing this thing falling through the sky. It rabbit ears. You spool it back up as it's beating itself senseless. You hit rescue. <laughs> and you go, why didn't that save it when it hit the ground? <laughs> Be sure to tighten the blades up after you fly it once. <laughs> <laughs> so that don't happen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much been... My last several weeks, I guess, being a miss last time. Yeah, we missed you having on. We kind of went over some some of your stuff, but not a bunch. I, actually, I was at that Christmas light park whenever the record was going on. Oh, wow. Yeah, I tried to get you in. So I tried. <laughs> I just couldn't get away. Well, we kicked Kenny out this week's spot for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me hit mine real quick then. Um, trying to do real quick. So we went and flew last Sunday. Mm-hmm. I went up to Arca. It's a, it's a place in North Austin, middle Austin mainly. So made it up there and flew the Nimbus. And it had the first blades on it, which they flew really loud and I didn't. I didn't like the way it flew, so I came home and I bought some Rotortech 560 Ultimates, and those came in this afternoon or yesterday. I think today they came in. Anyway, I got those bolted on, and I was messing with the pitch a bunch the other day trying to get the first place to fly the way I want. So I put the blades on, and I did a pitch check at zero, and my blades were like two degrees out. <laughs> What was it about the first blades you didn't like? Uh, it may have been the two degrees out from blade to blade. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, they were just really loud, and they didn't have pitch that I thought I should have. It felt really weird, but after getting the rotor techs, I noticed the pitch was out, and then I flew it this afternoon, and I completely liked the rotor tech Ultimate 560s. I was sitting about 193 amps. It was my max amps, and my alarm at 130 was going off pretty regularly. I moved the alarm to 140, and it went off regularly. So 
my temperature was up to like 92 degrees. So yeah, it's really hot. It flew really good though. The blades felt good. They flew good. I need to figure out what I'm going to do with the Nimbus. I've got a setup where I can bolt in a 12S setup to it and fly it as 12S. And then I don't have to worry, worry about temperature and all of that stuff. And I can fly it as hard as I want. But I don't know. Because right now I'm 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 taxing. I mean, it flies really good. I mess with some rates and some gain stuff to make the cyclic go faster. And everything's dialed in really good. Like I can completely beat on the heli as much as I want. It's just my now my motor and ESC and batteries aren't really taking what I'm doing on the helicopter now. For the most part. I can't remember what motor are you running on a Dimbus? It's a eco drift of some type. Okay. I think it's the one that that gets hot, the T or I don't know what it is, but my motor gets pretty warm and obviously flying a success 560s hot and fast, everything else gets mad too. So you can fly it slow and methodical and all of that, and it works really good. But when I turn it up the way I have it turned up now, which I actually like. It's just, it's too hot for the motor and ESC setup. I'm going to have to change it. Change it to a, I've got a KDE motor that's in the Fusion 50 and a Hobbywing 130 high voltage and I have 12S batteries. So I'll just turn it into a 12S LE. Yeah. And see how it does. Yeah, so I I guess I tossed Mike underneath the bus last week. <laughs> I said it was his his fault. So nuts and bolts not so happy with me right now. <laughs> I think they may have thought they won the raffle and didn't realize that we didn't have the participants needed to kill the raffle. And they had already had stuff in the shopping cart to use said prizes. So <laughs> Oh, well, it looks like they don't have any listeners anyway because my Houdini page doesn't have any posts unless I unless I block people's posts. I say, that's probably pretty good advertisement because they mentioned the Houdini podcast all the way through theirs. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, I think we're already I think we're already slacking on this. Yeah, one. we're already leaving a little bit out, but. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been flying the Goose Guy a lot, and I'm loving this heli. It's it's just it's a really good training tool. It is for me. Uh, this afternoon, I crashed it really hard, no throttle hold, <laughs> and I broke a servo arm and lost the ball. And then I went and flew it, and it flies great. But I didn't check the feather shaft, rookie. And the feather shaft is pretty tweaked now, so it made horrible noises when it was flying. But it flew, so maybe I should change the feather shift now. That's on the list. I'm sitting here. I keep hearing this beep, and I look at my phone, and it's Frank Mordialos calling me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him on. I don't know if Zoom will merge at all. Um. Well, shoot if he does. If he does a uh, conference call, it might. I don't know. I didn't want to take that chance. 
Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> yeah, Frank doesn't list the podcast anyway. We'll have to try that one day. But yeah, the goose guy is pretty awesome. It instills a lot of confidence. And- yeah, it just flies extremely well. And surprised I haven't broken a blade. I keep having to repaint the blades because the paint keeps chipping off after I crash it. And parts cost is decent. Yeah, I've got a ton of parts. There's no reason for me to go out there and fly like I'm scared. So I've been doing a decent amount of practice with it. I'll go over on the main topic. But for the most part, man, it's I almost bought another one at Heli Direct. Wow. I, I almost decided to, you know, two crashes, two helis, go fly. But I didn't pull that trigger. I have enough parts, though. I could agree with that, though. I've been so dang happy with mine. Somebody else was asking me this week, like, if the M1, I'm sorry, if the M2, the Goose Guy was that much better than the M2. I think Kenny was asking me about it. And I was like, dude, after I got home, I spent, you know, better part of 15 minutes, like, organizing my M1 and M2 shit so I could sell it to go buy parts. It flew that good. I could even say it flies better than Logo 200. I'm close to that. Kenny was asking me about that. We were having a discussion on which one was better. And For me, yes. 100% flies better. I haven't flown a Logo in a while, but I would say they're really close to each other. But with this one, you just need a stupid DX6i and you can go fly in a cheap-ass charger and $200 in parts. And you could, if you had a park to go fly at, you could have somebody tune it if you knew anybody and tune it down or tune it down yourself. Oh, yeah. And you could fly and learn to fly on this for $200. Easy. If you wanted to dedicate the time. But anyway. Hey, Spiegel. Uh, Send Frank the link. Shoot, yeah, man. The more I fly my goose guy, the more it, it is impressing me. I've I've got the green and yellow one, and I I bought all the uh, upgrade sticker kits and the the green landing gear and the green uh, tail blades and stuff like that for it, and it's highly improved the visibility of it. And you got the thing blinged out then. Oh yeah, and just like Spiegel, I've got a massive parts list for it, and. Uh, well, well, at Apache Pass, I put it in pretty good, and two hours later, I had it flying again. Bent main shaft, bent feathering shaft, uh, ejected the battery. Battery went through a blade, busted a blade, and uh, so I lost a battery. And uh, shoot, every time I order parts, I just order like two more batteries for it, and uh, I, I can almost fly it nonstop now. Yeah, I bet. Nothing bad about those small helis. I got to have a microscope to put the thrust bearings and the, uh, all that in. Lord, they're small. Thank goodness the bearings have held up in the crashes I've had with mine. Hey, Spiegel, Frank's waiting on you. Oh, my bad. I'm horrible at clicking that damn button. <laughs> I've, I've been really impressed with it. Yeah, I'm sure Frank loves small helis also. I, I heard that he was the new team pilot for, for uh, what was that? Uh, Goose Guy 
M327. Gentlemen, good evening. <laughs> good evening. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. <laughs> doing great, man. It's horrible. I have to go to work after doing this. Oh, that sucks. But it's just for a little bit. Hey, does this mean that we're famous or infamous now that we have Frank, the Frank, talking to us? So, I, I don't. I don't know. If, if, I think you you guys are worse off for having me on the podcast than anything. We're famous because nuts and bolts can't pull off this kind of fame. Hey, that's right. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. Now, I think I've been really pondering this, and I think that they have their name wrong. I think it's nuts and bolts, but I, I think it should be bits and pieces, not nuts and bolts. Bits and pieces. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, I was just going to get rid of the nuts and put Casey's name in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Frank, do you listen to, to Scrap Pile Nuts and Bolts? I saw the last video that they did live. That's good. Don't listen to them. They suck. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> yeah, no. No, no. But they got some, that freaking. Group that group's on fire, man. That they come in there ready to freaking scrap. I'm <laughs> laughing my ass off every time I see it. I'm like, you guys have no tech whatsoever. Just no. Oh, and they're so hardcore about it too. Yeah. God forbid you use. God forbid you use the right oil, which is you know the red line. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. There's only one oil to use. What's wrong with them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. That's the scrap pile's Facebook. Nuts and bolts, they don't even have a Facebook page. Oh, really? They have to move you off the scrap pile. Yeah, they don't even have their own their own podcast <laughs> Facebook page. Yeah. Even I could do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do it with the hangout? Do what? Don't you do that already with the hangout? Uh, every time I go live, yeah, I try. I don't know. I don't know what you're asking. I'm confused. <laughs> you kind of lost us there, Frank. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'm just, I'm just, plug, I'm just plugging the hangout. Here. I'm, just, I'm trying to hang out. He's just no. changing the conversation to like, yeah, those maniac batteries. <laughs> Dude, talking about that, they're doing great. Have you flown your XL motor today? <laughs> Have I flown my? Oh no! Actually, today I have not, but I flew a lot of it this past weekend. So there was a whole lot of flights that we, that <laughs> that is so bad I can't even keep I can't even keep, keep a straight face doing this. <laughs> this is this is this is great. Hey, man! You know what I did do? I did go to a fun fair this past weekend. Oh yeah, the winter bash. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what's sad? Yeah. And he's not here to defend himself. And and Spiegel's going to tell Terry to cut this all out, but. Somebody, <clears throat> the Kenny Sierra, had plane tickets and decided not to go because he couldn't get a room. Well, he didn't want to be the little spoon. Well. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> that, that happens, man. That happens more often than you think, you know. <laughs> sometimes, you, sometimes you're trying to get to an event and have a good time, and, you know, sometimes you just got to be a little spoon, you know. <laughs> I, I I haven't had that issue though. I always 
I always negotiate my way out of it, you know. You're always the big spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Nutt is Chris Nutt's the little spoon. He's the one who always gets stuck there. So, guys, I cannot wait for Hallie uh, to work at the past next year. I am so excited. I'm looking forward to so bad. Yeah, we're gonna get with get with you, and we need to get with Ben Storick and Doug Darby and figure out like what dates don't imply or implicate with other events. I know they're having Urcha West. There have that this year, so definitely need to not get doubled up on those. So let's let's start promoting it now. Let's, let's figure this out based on we can start promoting it now, so I can get you guys some good uh, sponsor stuff and gifties to give away. Yeah, on it, you know? yeah, we got to get the date. Yep, for sure. Yeah, that has to be added and started. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, now I have I got a new project that I'm working on that I have. To get done by the I saw that. What the hell? What the hell were you thinking? What the hell were you thinking? Not only you, <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, if Frank, if I was thinking, I probably would be in a lot of trouble. I agree. <laughs> Dude, Jesus Christ, you can't. Westbrook doesn't know how to hide money, man. He doesn't know how to keep money. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you can't hide the rich. <laughs> That's a lot of Goose Guy parts. <laughs> Tell me about it. That is, the, that is a lot of Goose Guy parts. <laughs> oh, man. But I can't wait to see it. So what airframe are you going to use? Uh, Whiplash. Okay, okay. Good, good. You know, 1995 called. Well, you know, if, if XL would step up to the game, and put out. No, a, no, we don't need that. We don't need okay. that. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We got a nitro. We got a nitro coming. That's all that matters. That only took what seven years. <laughs> and, uh, no, we had another one, but this is just much better, man. Okay. So. <laughs> no, no. I, I flew. Actually, I I flew my Protoss Nitro this weekend, and it flew really freaking good. God, they fly good. It's funny. That helicopter doesn't get, doesn't get flown a lot, but when it does, it definitely earns its name. So, I, I'll say this, and I'll even leave the – no, I'm not even going to leave his name out. The last one of those that I actually saw fly, uh, I think it took a year to rebuild it. It went in in a blaze of glory in an auto-rotation. Diamonds. Yeah, in an auto-rotation contest. So, Frank, uh, Simon and this guy – what's his name around here? The German guy? Oh, Furion. Florian. Joseph? No, oh, okay. this guy local, you haven't seen him fly, but he flies. Amazing. Actually, he might have been at the event for just a little bit, but he crashed. But he had come up with the idea to do auto-rotation duration contest. So you would do auto-rotation, and they would just time the seconds before you hit the ground. Okay. And then you could go as high as you want and do whatever. So Simon from Houston comes out. Simon's one of our top-tier pilots around here. He goes out with his Protoss Nitro and just stalls the blades completely. And it just dead ducks into the ground. Broke the frames, the motor, the case, the pipe. Everything was broken. Oh, yeah. No, it it, it was done. Everything. And he just got it rebuilt this week. It's been like a year and a half. <laughs> Dude, I kid you not. My first, the, the first helicopter, the XL5, no, the second one, that they sent me as part of the team manager of that was... Two uh, MSH Protoss, right? And Raw was like, you know, um, flying, beat him up. You know, I'm like, all right, dude, you're telling me to do this. You got it. 
I had the helicopter maybe two weeks. And in my event, I get this wild hair up my ass to do the F3C event, right? If you guys have ever done F3C, it looks boring, but it's a lot of technical stuff you got to do on it, right? So after you do the, the, the stationary hover, you have to do the upstairs maneuver, right? So, you know, I don't know if you guys know Angel Rojas, a.k.a. Spanish Roger. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was setting up my radio because he has a vehicle. Like, hey, you got to do this, you got this. He never told me to get out of bank, out of hover bank to, to do the upstairs maneuver, right? So this had, it had like two or three degrees of pitch. I was like, okay, I, I got this. And I'm doing it with a nitro because I had destroyed my 550 and 700 the day before. So I do the hover maneuver. It's pretty cool. I went up and I had to do a stall turn and I had to do a roll and I had to do something else. I forgot what it is. So I get it up going, slow, slowly going up, blah, 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 and I do the stall turn. As I try to do the, the roll, it augured itself to the ground. I think, <laughs> I, think that, I think there's still a divot in my field from like a year and a half. It was a total recap, right? It was, the, it was, it was so bad. Even the RX got on fire. The RX got on fire. <laughs> like, like the only thing that was safe was the. Um, the tail box. Everything else got destroyed. <laughs> hey, Raw, I need some barks. <laughs> you only had negative three. About like, about three quarters way through it, he thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I, I knew. And it was like, it, and it was like my event, right? And it was like, it was, it was jamming. It was Saturday. People were there. It was like that. And I'm like, I get this idea with, oh, yeah, I'll do it with you guys. Because, you know, Nob from the West Coast, uh, from in Tampa, he came to set up the event. And I'm like, you know, the guy's coming to visit. He's coming to do this. I have to I have to help out. I have to be part of this, right? Yeah, I'll never do FTC again. No, you're just, you're just not going to do it. No, never again. But, yeah, I think, I think you, if you guys were listening around March, uh, 19th or 20th of 2021, you guys probably heard the sun all the way in Texas. <laughs> I was wondering why some stuff fell off my wall. <laughs> That's crazy. Good story. Yeah. Frankie, you want to hang out? Are you going to stay in here, Frank? Yeah, I'll stay in touch for a little, for, for a little bit. All right, I'm going to try to get through my week real quick. <laughs> uh, I went through everything except for my 3D print stuff. Uh, the TiVo tornado is still broken. Uh, it's the Z direct drive crap. I got a, two different motors driving different speeds. Anyway, eventually I'll get it fixed. But the Joker hotliner, medium liner, glider, Rainbow Warrior plane I've been working on is almost done. I've got all the parts printed and I'm working on the electronics and gluing stuff together and my carbon tubes are the wrong size. And anyway, just reordering stuff. It's getting expensive, but anyway, it should fly for a little bit. Eventually one day, as long as I don't let Casey fly it. Abracadabra Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Terry sounded better when he said it. <laughs> all right. Who's next? <laughs> we had 
Terry and Mike has left. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do mine real quick. Oh, you get me laughing. This is horrible. Yeah, don't get you laughing, right? Yeah, no, it'll take 30 minutes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I've actually flown both weekends. It's kind of wild. I actually flew with Spiegel at a non-event. I can't I can't tell you the last time that happened. And it, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. I did get a new pup. Got a rescue, Yorkie. Jealous. Taking a little Yeah, taking a little getting used to. Uh my little girl, she ain't real sure about it, but yeah, she's a, she's sitting here wanting up in my lap right now. Of course, you know, he, you know, Frank's on here and, and of course, Black Friday blues. I got this stuff in it. And there was some really, really, really good sales, like on the Maniac batteries. And I, and I'm like, why do I got to be broke when they got all this stuff that I actually need and want at a price that makes sense? So, yeah, I just. Because you're buying turbines. Well, no, that was today. <laughs> <laughs> What is becoming? Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great one, Terry. He's not going to live that one. Oh, that's helps. That would hurt. That is, that is going to be the everything. So Mike's going to be complaining. I don't know why this doesn't happen. And I was like, you know why? Because you keep buying turbines. <laughs> you killed it. The sad part about getting the turbine is I had to call my bank to override my daily spending limit <laughs> to pay for it. So I had plenty of time to talk myself out of it. <laughs> no, 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 not me. Uh-uh. Let's just jump right off. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Let's do it. That's a lot. Of I'm with you, buddy. Uh, I know about the cliff diving. <laughs> so my question is, what made you want to buy that? Bucket list. Okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Same here. We all blame Tim Tim Markham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's Tim Markham's fault. Okay. I've wanted one, and then he lets me fly one, and it's like, uh, yeah, all right. I, I've, I, I'm done. Yeah. So the goal is to have one before the end of the year. That was what the goal I set at the beginning of the year. Technically, I have one. Technically, I don't have anything. I don't. I don't know how long it'll take to come from the UK. And uh, by the way, just so anybody who. Whose dog is that? That's my dog. That's my dog. <laughs> I didn't mean to get Frank excited. Wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you wish me, boy. So he's doing a scrap pile. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you need to get a hold of somebody, you, you can get hold of Clay Ricks for that, Frank. Um, oh, really? Yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd be appreciative <laughs> of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, you know, I even heard he liked hair pulling, so you might really enjoy that. Nice. Oh. Yeah. You, you know, you know, there's that saying about Texas, you know, that I always disagree with, but, you know, this is, com- this is coming to light. It's probably more true than it is. Than it isn't. Uh, what's that? You know, two things that come from Texas, right? Couldn't hear you, Frank. Sorry, Bubba. Oh, you know, you know the two things that come from Texas, right? Steers and oh, starts with a key. Oh, quitters. Uh, Matt. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casey. Blankers. That's Oklahoma. You got the two confused. I mean, they're really close, but that's Oklahoma. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's Oklahoma. <laughs> I want to go visit. I have to go. I have to go visit in Oklahoma. Then. 
Bubba, you go up there. <laughs> uh, don't don't wear your flip flops because the bullshit runs deep <laughs> in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> That's a staple in my in my wardrobe. You know, rock the rock the the sandals everywhere. The next time Frank comes down here, by the way, the bullshit starts about Wichita Falls and goes north. But so when Frank comes down here, we're gonna have to go buy him a pair of, of those uh, cowboy boot flip flops. Or he can at least look the part. Yeah. No, no, no. I want the I want the croc the croc cowboy boots. The croc the croc cowboy. I haven't even seen this. Barbie sending me messages about spending like eight thousand dollars on a pair of cowboy boots. I'm like, man, I can't swing that. Barbie, that's too much weight. That's too much. That's too much. Let me see if I find a picture of this. I can share it with you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> The shit. He's he's gonna show up and they're gonna have the cobras all up on the top of him and hissing around and he ain't gonna be able to walk because he's got the the toes that curl up. Yeah, never mind. I ain't going there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh oh hey, we are on Spotify now. Oh, that's awesome! I only had to click one fucking button. <laughs> yeah, all all this time it should make everything easier to find. So is, is it is it easier than Podbean? Uh, just some people don't use Podbean because they use Spotify for all their music streaming. Yeah, and on Podbean you have to be very specific to find it. On Spotify, you can do it just as soon as you type in like Houdini RC, it pops up. On Podbean, you kind of got to spell it completely out. Yeah, I was looking for nuts and bolts on there, and I typed nuts and bolts, and I don't know what came up, dude, but. Definitely was it definitely wasn't gonna listen to it. Yeah, yeah, it bad. Yeah, Boone and Crockett. I did get to fly a goblin roll five eighty on eight S the other week. And it flew awesome. It was up mics. It was a little slow on the V control and he turned it back up. It was way better. Anyway. Keep going, Mike. Rainbow, I got show notes. It's literally rainbow unicorn sprinkles. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I decided that Casey Davis needed something special to perk his day up. So I sent him some unicorn rainbow sprinkles to his job. <laughs> he he got them this morning in a manager's meeting or some or some kind of meeting. <laughs> it, it, it come out pretty good. I uh, I don't think I could be any less happy of course i'm not real sure what the retaliation is going to be i know there's retaliation coming and he said the word glitter bomb <laughs> I, I i i'm kind of worried because i think casey has a glitter fetish <laughs> all right i i know that when you're the kind of man that he is that to get any kind of attention or affection you probably have to go someplace that has a lot of glitter but he really does have a glitter fetish. Everything glitter bombs to him. That's between him and Matt. So. Oh, yeah. How do you say Matt's last name again? I always get it wrong. Say back. Say stay back. No, say back. It's like a, a Darth Vader Star Wars. Oh, okay. Say back. It's <laughs> say, like the sword, I think. Uh, okay. Oh, like the do back? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh oh, hey, and Simon, because me and Terry, by the way, I like your video. I'm glad you put some stuff to 
deal, but I've, I've been swimming quite a bit still. I keep it short, keep it sweet, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes or until I start doing stupid stuff. But uh, it really helps. And I caught myself like, well, a week ago Sunday because yesterday sucked. Actually doing some of the stuff that I do on the sim. Well, that's good. That I've been practicing. The, the muscle memories coming in and transitioning from one thing to another thing a little smoother. And then I'm like, oh, crap, I'm doing this. And I had to re- rethink. So I had a buddy of mine standing out there talking to me. And, and I'm flying along and I'm doing just pretty much exactly what I do on the sim. and and my buddy's standing there talking to me, and I'm talking to him and not even thinking about it. And uh, then nobody's talking to me, and all of a sudden I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, uh, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, it's when you start seeing progress like that that you really need to knuckle down because you have an opportunity in front of you to to make it through it, and you kind of need to push a little bit. Just my opinion. Oh, yeah. No, I... I did. Of course, after last weekend, I have a free Nimbus. That, that helicopter is free. Anything that happens to it from here on out is 100% whatever it is. If it goes into a ball of flames the next time I fly it, okay. I don't want it to, but dude, I almost pulled a Sierra. I flying off the, the end of the runway down where you were flying the goose guy. At ARCA, they have a 550-foot runway and they got this little helipad and it was getting late in the evening and so a lot of the planker guys were out flying around so we were going off down there to fly and i come around inverted backwards and it got out there a little ways and my brain my brain kind of froze up for just this froze up for just a little bit and then i'm catching collectives and i about i literally pretty much nearly drove it straight into a power line and it's like okay that's a free helicopter at this point oh oh hey quick guess what came in today finally it's only been sitting in shipping for 29 days your badass canopies my badass canopy finally came in today are they damaged or are they good i hadn't opened the box yet i actually forgot that it got delivered no that means that box isn't smashed then you're probably good Heck yeah. No, you have you paid for some badass canopies. Where'd you get it from? Ooh. Uh Mash Pro. Oh nice. Nice. You know the you know the can did you see the canopy that I have on my 700 V2? The that's, did you see the picture of it, Frank? I don't think I have. I uh I ordered one for it and then I reached out to Mass Pro because I wanted that same canopy for my Nimbus. And they said, we can do that. Like, okay, get it done. So they did. Nice. They didn't want this thing to get damaged. That's good. Anything else? All right, Terry. <laughs> the pressure's on, Bubba. Well, I finished my repairs on the OG V1 XL Power 550 and got it remadened. And I had a little drift, but I was trying to do the old eyeball, the uh, servo horn to 90 degrees. My eyeball's crooked, so <laughs> I had to take the head back off and put a swash leveler on it. Now it's flying great. Good deal. And 
flew four packs last Sunday and two packs yesterday, but the skies were gray yesterday and it was terrible. The wind was blowing about 15 mile an hour. It was 40 degrees out. It was cold. It was nasty. Week before last, I was working on TikToks and I I have a hard time getting the timing down on those, but I was kind of finally getting it a little bit there at the last pack. Then uh, over the Good Friday sales, I then went and ordered a raw 580. Shame. I got it about, about halfway put together. I know, I started <laughs> buying Nimbus. <laughs> I was really close. No, they make a great helicopter. I'm, I'm just talking shit because I'm supposed to, but they make a great helicopter. I was talking to Mike and him about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's my fault. Oh, what's the big that to me then? Well, I thought I would try it. I've heard all these things about the manuals. No, they're very nice helicopters. And I, I used to fly for them before, so nothing but love for those guys, you know. But I did order torch servos to go in. Ah, uh, boy. So. I, I, I got to tag my sponsors when, they, when this episode comes <laughs> out. Yeah. That's all I fly is torch servos. And I got the tee box so I could uh, do the centers, and I actually set the raw up on uh, the 760. So we'll see how that works. You already have it built? I've got the, the main part of the helicopter built. I haven't worked on anything on the tail boom or tail box. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Terry, we're going we're we're to do a, a tandem at Apache Pass next year, right? So get yourself ready, right? We're going to TikTok up and down the field next year, right? Yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fly brains? Or you- yeah, I fly I fly brain. Okay, and they'll, so they will do the 760? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I was going to mention that. That Yeah, you can go into the advanced setting and, and pick 760 in the menu. That is that is good. So on the, the torque servo box, I plugged it into my original 550 helicopter, and I could not get it to connect to the servo, so I don't know... If the servos from a year ago won't work on the T box, or if I did something wrong, I bet we know somebody who can answer that question. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I've had this issue happen already to uh, one of the guys that we were we were on the T chat, and they were talking about this. You you still have the original box that you got the servos in? No, because um, then we could have seen when they were manufactured that they were manufactured. Prior to the software being added to them, where you could adjust them with the T box. Oh, okay, that would be the only thing. Yeah, I think that's what it is because I plugged it in and it didn't even recognize the servo. So, Frank, does that T box work on the micro servos also? Yep. Yes, sir. So the new red micro servos can be changed over. Yep. Yeah, the new ones that are brushless. Yeah, I can't wait to get those. I'm trying to convince. Uh, I think I'm going to build a a Pilot three just so I can use the servos. That's like my foot. Are they brushless? Yes, the new ones are. Like the regular micro ones. Yeah. Yep. Okay. No, no. There's there's the regular micro ones, and then there's another one. The other ones have the are the brushless. Do the older ones work with the T box? The the older micros. 
Okay. Pass this. I, I just, just don't quote me, guys. I'm not the I'm not the specialist. <laughs> I have enough of these servos that I should be, but I usually have most of the full size in it. And uh, minis. I don't have that many micros. They were built for a certain time. They don't have the software. Oh, okay. If you get micros now, they are adjustable. It still kind of weirds me out. That servos have software. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you, you guys remember when the expert came out with the cow dolls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had a specific software that was in tune with its flying, so everybody could have the same ability to speed up the servos off center faster, but they were still smooth throughout the entire process. Okay. Anyway, Darren Ween from Skids Up Podcast, he sent me an email, and it was really cool to talk with him. That's cool. That they somebody over there actually listens. Yeah. So Terry, when do you start editing their podcast? Too? <laughs> uh, if, you, if you do, can you start editing out uh, Javier? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that guy. I love that guy. Very good. Uh, Wings is the best man. He puts up. He's he's giving me so much coaching on how to get my voice right and how to like, you know, I felt back as like he was having problems with my chair would like knock a little bit. So I went out and bought a new chair. It made him so happy, saving a bunch of time on the editing. Yeah, that's what he was telling me. Heck yeah. Because uh, I think Mike was rocking in his chair last week. And I was like, well, he's getting... Me? Yeah. I kept having a squeak and a squeak and a squeak. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. I had heard it. I was worried it was going to be difficult to cut while we were listening to it. I was like, Eve. And, and I never even heard it. <laughs> so, of course, I got noise-canceling headphones in. So that probably explains why I didn't hear anything. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It just was the edit stuff, you know. Even after I get it from Terry, there's still stuff I got to comb out of it. With It's all small stuff at that point. He's already saved me hours and hours of time. Well, I guess that's about all I got. All right. Uh, for the main topic, we're going to go over back to the basics. Mike came up with this idea. I think it's perfect for the timing for what I've been doing lately as far as it seemed to do this in the winter. If I did this in the summer, I'd probably be a hell of a lot better pilot, but see, that's me in the squeaky chair now, but yeah, just been getting back to the basics and trying to do a little bit more sideways flying for myself as far as like, instead of doing in out fun fly type maneuvers, learn to fly left to right more 3d and stay in that rectangle long rectangle type of deal instead of flying away from myself. So I started doing the Curtis T this week with the sideways in and I'll do one side as the full Curtis T and then I'll do the other side facing me and do the full Curtis T and it's horribly hard as hell. It's a right side up maneuver, but it is, it's been kicking my butt. Like the goose guys all over the place and I'm just trying to hover. And it's just because the heli's sideways in it's killing me. So I'm trying to go back to doing a little bit, doing at least one flight every time I go out to just do basics. I've been trying to do two to three, just doing basic stuff and then trying to work on stuff that I can't do. Yeah. You know, it's amazing because it is sometimes like the, the simple things like yesterday, you know, sorry, Kenny, instead of going to Kingsland about noon, I slid over to Arca and it was, it was horrible, but, I uh, had two brand new, you ready for this? I'm going to throw the plug in there, Maniacs 8S batteries. 
that I, I finally that I finally threw some battery connectors on. And I take off, and of course it's overcast, everything grays out. So I literally spent most of the two flights that I did pretty low. And it's kind of like what you're talking about. But for me, it was sitting in a hover doing a slow pyro where, you know, you're just trying to maintain that, that one position as you're doing the slow pyro. So you're seeing all the different orientations and you take all that for granted. Yeah, it's a right side up maneuver. It should be really easy. Yeah, you, you take all of it because I mean, nose inside, yeah, whatever. But it's amazing how something so simple and so basic that if you don't do it, how you kind of almost lose it's not the right word, but it, it's not. What am I trying to say here? You're not comfortable. Yeah. The basic instinct of it is not instinctive anymore very robotic feeling that you have to do it yeah you're you're thinking about it so the hell is every movement instead of being nice and smooth it's got the little twitch here and twitch there you're second guessing every input you do to keep it there yeah and you're guessing you're guessing on top of guesses when you do a pirouette until you get good at it even i still can't take a model and wind or off balance or something and pirouette it and keep it in one spot like consistently it's just difficult but some of those basics are kind of what we've, at least I have, like neglected to do over the past year. I've just been flying, and if I'm testing something, then I fly hard. Or if I'm trying to improve something, I fly hard. Other than that, then I just do my normal stuff. So with the winter coming and the goose guy and my secret spot is back in, and now I'm awake more, I've been trying to get a lot more flights. I think I got 20 almost 20 flights within the past two weeks nice. on it. Wow. So, so, and a lot of it is practicing that sideways in, like just learning how to move it around sideways in and move it where I want and stop it and pirouette it and then stop it and then move it to another one. You know, you said that and it kind of segues into a little note that you have. And I had said this is about airtime. What's more important, the quality of the flight or the quantity of flights? Having 10 flights in two weeks that were quality flights versus 20 flights that are just, I got 20 flights in, yay, let's go. Yeah. It's still stick time. I mean, it still helps some. I wouldn't like say it's bad, but I think being just, tr just trying to be honest with yourself. Yeah. As hard as it is, push to do something different. Just trying to be honest, some and there's stuff that I should be able to do. Like I look at Terry, you know, he just started flying in April, and he, he can hover inverted and he can flip out and do stuff. And I'm like, I haven't learned nothing new. <laughs> I haven't done a damn thing over the last year, but buy a couple of models, maybe get better at pro flips and Mobiuses. But I need to work on what's what I can't do and go back to the basics i'm doing curtis t's and all orientation i haven't even tried to do inverted orientation now like an inverted side in i think i might crash doing it which is stupid because i can fly inverted all day long but i don't have that skill i'm pretty sure i couldn't do it inverted i haven't even practiced on the sim that much but just trying to get everybody at this point because winter's going to come and people are going to start simming or lay the hobby down or x y or z but 
take some notes. Like that's one thing I've always wanted to do is take notes to the field. So after I fly, I can write down what my thoughts are of the flight or X, Y, or Z. So I can go back to it later. But You know, Spiegel, we love you. And I'm not just trying to dog in you, but we've all seen your notes. If you took notes, you probably couldn't read them next week. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> this is very true. You have to have the decryptor code. You have to have the decryptor code box to be able to figure out. If you guys want to know where that is, you know, there's another podcast called Nuts and Bolts or something like that. You could ask Jason. Jason's on there. He's probably about the only one with the half decent brain. So don't ask the <laughs> other three. So, hey, all, all jokes aside, when you grow a mullet and wear pit boppers, does that just guarantee that you have a sub 100 IQ level? That or you get laid a lot. I'm not sure. Well, okay. I mean, it felt good when you and I were wearing, you know, the mullet and the pit vipers at Skinner's. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you know, I, I got a, I got a pair of those because of you guys. I actually, I actually think I got hit on like three <laughs> times at that event. Yeah, it was all from Greg Kenya. Wait a minute, we're not supposed to say that, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he's on that podcast. <laughs> so, Spiegel, here's my question to you: So, are you practicing on one helicopter, or are you trying to develop all this through your collection? I'm mainly just doing it on the goose guy at this point because it's smaller and less stable. So if I can kind of control it, cause I, I could do it on a 700, 700 is easy, mm-hmm. but doing it on a smaller model and that's closer to my house and I can just run over there in five minutes and fly six flights and ride back and, you know, charge batteries up. So it's convenient for me to fly it with the goose guy. I can fly a bigger heli down there. Like I've flown a 700 down there and stuff, but, I think practicing on a 700 is kind of cheating my mental where I don't have to do as many corrections mm-hmm. where if I do it on a smaller model, uh, obviously I don't get the flight time, but actually a flight time is not bad when you just hover around, but um, it just, mm-hmm. it's less stable, which makes me tend to give more corrections, which should increase my, my learning percentage over X amount of time. I agree. That's my, that's my thought process behind doing it with a smaller and it's way fucking easier on the pocketbook <laughs> I, I can appreciate that and and the reason why i'm saying it is because you know you know i had this long conversation you know with like mitch morosa and i'm trying to name drop but the came remember so i gotta give him credit and he told he told me it's like because you know i go and ask him hey, i really want to get better at flying i want to do this and he's like look man i know you have a bunch of helicopters take one that you like and just fly that yeah consistently for about three to six months. Oh, yeah. And flying that one machine would just make you that much better, that much quicker, because you don't have to worry about learning a new yeah. machine. You're used to it. You know what it does when it rolls. You know what it does when it yeah. flips. If you just keep flying that, that's a good way to progress very quickly. The whole goal is to transition into a 700 flying sideways on the flight line, like at night, and not doing big circles and stuff like I normally do. Like bring it in tight and bring it up and down the runway without going out. That's my goal. And not be intimidated by the 700 being within that, you know, what is it? 15, 30, 40 feet. No, it's like 30, 30 yards is kind of where I normally fly at. 
Maybe. You know, like on, on our yeah. last one, you know, Kenny was talking about, and it was part of this kind of funny you said that because I mean, that's one of the things that Kenny said is pick one. And, you know, of course, Kenny is king of random, him and Carrie. They got more helicopters and different ones. And, and he's right. I mean, you know, like between all the helicopters that I have, and you go out and you take two, three, four different helicopters and you fly two, three, four different helicopters, a, a flight or two apiece. And you're readjusting over time. So it's like what I've been doing for the last month is I carry the, the Nimbus and I've been carrying a raw 580. And like Sunday, the only heli I carried out was the, was the raw and flipping back and forth. The, the Nimbus for me is, is a little different because the Nimbus is on the 32 MZ. So it's a different radio. It's a different flight controller. It's a completely different heli. Oh, it's got to be better then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it does. It flies very well. How you flew it. Uh, but it does like, but you know, the feel there's two different, it's two very different feels and you get used to the, to the, for the lack of better words, idiosyncrasy of one. And then you switch over to the other one and, and reactions a little, a little faster or one's a little slower. One does this, one does that. And I caught myself after flying, do like three or four flights on the Nimbus. And then I would go fly the 580. And on the 580, it reacts a little quicker. It has a little bigger presence in the sky than the Nimbus. But uh, it was like everything, everything was kind of sped up. I had got used to certain things. And then or if I fly two or three times on the raw and then I went to the, to the Nimbus, it was like, why aren't you going any faster? Because, well, the, the raw reacts a little faster on certain things. It also weighs a lot more. <laughs> and, well, and it does, it weighs more and, and everything else, but you know, the transition from flying, I guess what I'm trying to say is two or three flights on the Nimbus transitioning from the Nimbus to the raw, the raw is like, wow, this is great fly two or three flights on the raw and it's it's just hotter just a little bit hotter in a couple aspects than the nimbus and and it screws your head up because it's like well wait a minute i was just doing that with this why ain't doing that well i am it's just doing a different at a different pace yeah i, I completely agree yeah i know the set difference you know i've got the two xl power v1s 550s so i will go to the one that i put the orange canopy on every time and i'll, I'll fly that one and I will hardly ever fly my other one, but I just love the way the one flies and I built them identical. Huh? That's a good thing then. As I smashed the mic with my hand. At least you ain't, at least you ain't head bopping this time. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not four by four. <laughs> but I, I think that a lot of, a lot of mediocre, I say mediocre or like middle, pilots are like the 99% of us actually it's probably more like 98 now that just do the same thing every day. Like I think we need to take a good look in the picture after at some point and try to decide how to get better. Or if we want to get better, if you're okay being where you are, I mean, it's still a hobby. We're not in this to like win the best pilot award or any crap like that. It's still part about enjoying every portion of the hobby that, 
you like. Like this past year, I've been enjoying more of the building and tinkering and working on crap, not flying as much as I should. So, but that was my hobby this year. Is there any good information on back to the basics besides, you know, just trying to figure out what you don't know how to do and writing it down? I was going to say really quickly, if you guys remember that, uh, that pilot training yeah, the PPP. Uh, program that the, RC, the RCHN guys did, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that's called the Pilot Proficiency Program. I think Urcha has a link to it also. You know, another thing that we don't really think about when we're trying to talk about getting back to the basis is doing it with people you fly with, right? Like the guys at my club, they're always... And I say they because, you know, I try not to crash myself, but they're always pushing to be better. And they'll, they'll get like a hair up their ass saying, hey, we're going to do a vertical funnels today. And they'll do them up high. But now all the guys at my field are doing vertical funnels. Like there's no uh, head down funnels. Yeah, that's a good thing. And yeah, so having having a good community around you that's trying to get better and improve, you know, and that's a hard thing to happen, you know, because, you know, you have people at different levels and stuff like that. But that can motivate you a lot, having that good motivation to keep you pushing and trying to get better. Also, I think it's critical yeah. to improving your flight. Path. Mike and I were talking, or Ken and I were talking at some point that, like, we all need to start being honest with with each other. Like, I give Mike shit all the time because he can do all this flippy stuff, but he can't fly inverted backwards. So, but we need to be honest as as co-pilots or friends or whatever we call us. Mm-hmm. I'm retarded. Um, yes, that was good. <laughs> I hope that's not going to become a button. Where's the button? At? Uh, uh, sorry, but it's it's something like we need to be honest with each other when you know you're flying sucks or like you know you're tired of seeing somebody do the same thing every time. We need to be able to accept criticism from others, welcomely. Oh yeah, for sure, and that'll make us better. You know, it's like I've talked about this and me and Spiegel talk, and it's like when me and Kenny started flying, we started together and we kind of did exactly like we flew together about every Saturday. And it's kind of like what you were talking about, Frank. We pushed one another back and, you know, I would do something. He goes, well, I can't do that. Next thing you know, he's doing it. And then he'd do something. I go, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. So they gave me something to strive for. But I think one of the biggest things of kind of going back to the basics is one of the hardest to overcome regardless of how good you think you are i think you have to figure out how to set your ego aside and because ego ego gets in the way of progression oh yeah that's the same thing that's keeping people away from these events that i've been going over and over and over Uh is we need more not sorry not to say terry's a low end pilot but terry's i am I am. It you know we need more of the people like Terry. We need more of the people that can just hover. I remember going to events in the nineties, not nineties. I did in the nineties, but anyway, uh, ten years ago or twelve years ago, I could only hover. There was other people out there that could only hover, and they would go to the events. I know we have people out there like this, but they're not going to events for some reason, and I don't know if this ego or they're scared to fly up you know, in front of others but we've all been there <laughs> we, we have and i think that this is where we as this group and i don't care if it's frank and his crew or it's the rcho guys or whatever else and i'm not bus rolling anybody 
is we get so excited over watching these hardcore videos and you watch these videos from all these events and it's showing all these top pilots or super pilots doing all this wicked stuff. And a lot of folks that if they're, you know, kind of like, and sorry, Terry, and we use you for example. Well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they're, they're, Make sure you they're, shift. They're, they're not. Yeah. Well, they're not, they're not flying at a club. That's got a bunch of helis. Terry's kind of like the only real heli guy at his club. So most of what he's learning is self-taught and this and that. And, you know, we're grateful and glad that he's made some events with us now. But, you know, when you see somebody who, who's maybe struggling to learn or they don't have a lot of support at their field or this or that, and then the only videos they see of all these fun flies is all these top-rated pilots just throwing the smack down, they feel like they're not good enough to go fly because, well, they're hovering or they can barely do forward flight. And they don't, they don't want to go get somebody else's way. And, and that's, I think, as a, I think that, you know, nobody wants to promote the, the, the beginner pilot, but that's one of those things is I think sometimes it's with social media in, in general is everybody sees the great sides of stuff and, and portrays the great side. And the, this is wonderful and this is great. And you leave out some of the, the normal human stuff. And, and I think that if there was some, a little more of that, that promoted the hobby other than what you then, you know, when you get good enough, you can do this. I think that it would actually help a lot too. Well, I tell you what, like Helly's over Apache Pass was my first fun fly. No way. And I tell you what, I've charged my batteries and I sit there and I sit there. I'm like, I need to go fly. I want to go fly, but I am so intimidated by watching these awesome flights down to my left. I was like, I finally got the nerve up to fly, and then you know it kind of broke the ice with myself. Nice. I had to talk myself into it, in the same way with Abilene. I don't blame you, Terry. I don't blame you. <laughs> I charged my batteries up. My wife was sitting there, go fly. I'm like, I don't want to, <laughs> but I wanted to. It was scary, and yeah, and and as it takes me, I don't know, a good hour or two of sitting there with charged packs. <laughs> Trying to build the nerve up to go fly because oh, wow. I know everybody in the field is sitting there watching me. And I'm thinking, yeah, all they can do is that guy can only hover or he can only fly, you know, just straight. So it, it is a little intimidating. What what I do is I just imagine myself at my own private field, just flying with myself. And it, that helps me on the flight line. Uh, being intimidated myself uh that's what i do i just focus everything else out and it's just me on the flat line and i just do my thing yeah terry is the main reason i walk around is i try to like i try to look for people like that and try to talk to them that that i can see they're just sitting there and i'm like okay they don't know anybody i need to go conversate with them to try to break the ice so they can get more comfortable so they can go fly. So they can come back to events. Yeah, you know, of course, I can say this with all certainty. Me and you both stuck it about going to meet people because I never, I've, I've never went and visited anybody at fun fly. Oh no, I'm, <laughs> I've, I'm trying harder now. It depends who it is. Sometimes I have to stay away from yeah. people. Uh, no, I, I think that, of course, me and you and Carrie, and of course, Carrie 
Kerry steps up and will help absolutely anybody. If that means that he doesn't fly all weekend to help a new person out at an event, that's exactly what Kerry's going to do. I do. Yeah. When people ask me for help, I go find Kerry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not doing to this. see yeah, somebody but... else have issues and then fly at the end of the day, that's just the best part of a fly-in I've ever had. Yeah, like in my local field, all I got is basically planker guys, you know. Well, I, I'm from the planker route, so I still fly planes. But I get out there and I do my little maneuvers that I do and man they, they just think it's awesome. So I finally got one guy converted over the helis. This one guy give a 230. So like Sunday, I didn't really I just flew one pack, but I sat there and I worked with him for I don't know a good hour. You know, I want him to come on and at least catch me up so he can kind of help push me. Yeah. And I can push him so we can get better together. Yeah, because right now I'd have to travel two hours to fly with somebody with a helicopter. Yeah, I have to actually need to go fly at the Waco field one day. That's half my family is going to be up there. Well, you, all all jokes aside, because me and Carrie's talked about it, I don't know anybody at the Waco field, but the Waco field is really great because it's kind of central between. You're you're probably the furthest away, but you know, so but me, Carrie and, and Terry, Waco's kinda like that central meeting point. You're forty three miles further south than me, but yeah, you know, the, I just don't know anybody at that field. Yeah, if y'all make that trip, be sure to call me. I'll I'll meet y'all there. Yeah, I don't I've messaged a couple people. I stopped in there one day, my wife's got doctor's appointments in Waco, so after her appointment i'm like i want to go find the field so we went out there and uh i kind of just walked around i was looking at planes and they said you bring anything to fly i'm like no (laughs) and they invited me back and and there was some they have a lot of jets out there and uh i got to watch some real turbine jets fly i just thought that was amazing but yeah they were real nice people dang there's about to be two more turbine jets flying around <laughs> I did ask them how they felt about helicopters. They said, "Bring them on." That's cool. Wow. We have several people that fly. So, so the other thing that that I want to hint on again is I don't know if all the pros do it, but I'm fairly certain a lot of the pros like we don't see in the background what practicing they're doing. I mean at at some point we just assume that all they do is like beat down the heli and like jump around and fly really good all the time. But I I think in the background, we don't realize how much they're actually practicing on sometimes going back to the basics and doing a flight of that. And I guarantee Nick Maxwell has like a routine for practicing to incorporate all the basics and stuff. I, Oh yeah. I would guarantee that too. You know, because it's like it's like going back to Abilene when we were sitting there talking with Ben. You know, Ben practices, especially during competition season. He's he practices every single day. Yeah. You know, and at some point, you know, at some point, you gotta, you know, at during all this, I guarantee you, he takes a step back because he's like, okay, I'm not doing this exactly like I want, it. and 
and this is just putting words in, in out in thin air, I guess, but yeah. he probably, he probably yeah. stops and breaks the maneuver down. Yeah. And then practices that orientation or that transition Correct. because he can't sit there and do three all day long. I mean, he probably can, he's a robot, but, yeah. but yeah, they also have to practice as far as videos. Uh, what was Bert's videos? Smack talk, right? I'm a loss on that one. So Smack Talk RC actually has used to have to buy their videos. And then after a couple of years, um, they put them all on U- YouTube. So you can see all the Smack Talk RC heli videos on YouTube. And a lot of those go back into basics and uh, tutorials. There's actually a lot of, I think there's like 15. I don't know how many videos. They do a really good job explaining and then showing the heli and then learning orientations and breaking down a pyro flip. They're really good videos. So if you kind of get tired of watching the 3D stuff over and over and over, the Smack Talk is really good videos and they're enjoyable to watch because it's funny and, you know, they have a whole bunch of celebrities on there. And they're, they all look so young in, that, in those videos. Like the two tiles, <laughs> they look so young. I, I got It's funny and it isn't, you know, and then you got Bobby Watts back in the day when his like, yeah, he was a kid. <laughs> it looks like a child. And his haircut, I'm like, damn, Bobby. You know, and you know, good for him. He's done he's done very well. He's doing great in, um with his drone business. So I'm happy for him. That's yeah, good. but I watched the shit out of those videos. Even back in the day when you had to pay for them. Yeah. I I bought like two of them and was like, this is good, but I don't have any money. <laughs> The back to basics ones that Bobby did for start, uh, starting off and telling you when you get uh, when you get a maneuver that you're not comfortable with, just let go of the sticks and roll right over it to it. It was such a good, it saved me a lot of money. So yeah. it definitely something to go back to, especially for winter watching. If if it's you know if you don't have anything to fix or work on, what is this thing you guys call winter though? I'm confused. You guys keep bringing that up. What is this winter thing? I'm, I live in South yeah. Florida. I don't know what mm-hmm. that is. It's just after the hurricane season. Okay. I know you guys don't get it, but it's just after the hurricane season. So in timeline, it'll be after Santa Claus comes after the hurricane season. It'll be around Because I know that's the only season that y'all watch and worry about down there. No, no. I only I worry about rain and winter. Seasons don't really matter. It's just hot. Yeah, which is hurricane season. Wind? Helicopters don't care about wind. No, that, that's true. That's true. You auto better when it's windy. You can you can shoot longer autos. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the top and bottom on my disc really enjoy that. I, I never forget when <laughs> when I first started really flying. Yeah, the planker guys at the little field. It was Sneed Field in Georgetown, and and those guys. I mean, if it was anything more sporty than a Piper Cub, oh my God, they they about kind of had a stroke, but they come out and. It's too windy to fly, and you know, you're hovering at a 45 degree pitch, you know, angle because well, helicopters don't care about the wind, you know. So they they meander out there thinking if a helicopter can fly, they can fly the little Piper Cubs. And yeah, yeah, if you can't fly in the wind, you can't fly in Texas. Well, I tell you what, it was windy in Abilene. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Lord have mercy. That is normal. That is normal. That that's what the the guy was telling me. He said, "Oh, this is this is a." Uh, about normal for this place i'm like my lord i've never flown in that kind of wind yeah but what sucked is 
the wind was straight in your face though and generally it's windy but it's not right in your face and most of the weekend it was right in your face and after i flew down there i don't mind putting it up in the wind now because if i can handle that 20 25 mile an hour 30 whatever it was that's good actually uh what broke me of the wind was that arca there in austin uh it was 35 to 40 mile an hour winds and i, I was flying my goblin 500 in it wasn't doing much but i flew it i forced myself to get out there and fly in the wind and it helped yeah and saturday and i at ice house it was pretty windy that day too yeah oh, yeah but at least it was at our back. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh man! I don't we got a good flight line there, at Patchy Pass. Oh yeah, we had the best flight line at at Ice House. That's for sure. So Frank, what do you what do you do to go back to the basics? Just curious, real quick. So I stay in basic. That's how I get. That's how I he never, it. he never made it past them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm like soft sport guys, not even hard sport, soft sport. Right. And once in a while I throw in something a little special, but I don't do it all the time, you know? No. So what I've been working on lately and it's, it's kind of like, I, I feel like it's kind of slowing me down. It's not giving me what I want, but I, I, I want to get really, I'm getting older. So I'm having this like thumb twitch, right? So I'm trying to work ways where, you know, I, I'm trying to get smoother in my flying, right? So I don't do a lot of stuff with it. The stuff that I do, I really want to get smooth at doing it. You know, I want it to be like crystal clean, super smooth, super exact on the spot. So I, I, what I do is I get this thing where I start doing the same maneuver like 20, 30 times at, at a flight, right? Like I'll, I go off, I get to the field, I fly and I get like the jitters off, right? So I'll fly like my Nimbus or something smaller just to get the jitters out, okay? And then, like, when I was practicing in Bergen Autos, I would sit there and just go up, flip it over, come down, all under power, like, a hundred times, just so I can get the repetitive nature built into my head where I just, like, I know what's going to do. I know what it's going to do. I know what it's going to do. I'm going to be able to roll out. And when I roll out, I do this. And then I started practicing the actual auto, but much higher, like, I can. I was able to roll out of it like three mistakes high. So in case something happens, I was able to bail out, and it it worked. It, it does work. You know, there's still a little slopping. There still needs some practice, but the ability of that is constant repetition. Like when I if I don't fly for a couple of weekends, I'll, the first thing I do, I go out there and I'll do like a not really a funnel, but it's like a circuit, like a circuit with the head facing forward. So I gotta, you know, push the aileron. I gotta push rudder, and I gotta drive and pitch to drive it to come across. And I try to keep it as level as possible because you, you your the helicopter's doing so many things at one time to keep it consistently there. It's it really brings that focus back into place for me. At least that's what works for me sometimes. That's cool. Oh, cool. What the hell, Nats? That's all I have. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much me too. Sit here and have a good time. Play. Play around. Of course, Matt Stabach is, is calling me now. Or how'd you say his name again? 
Sabok. Like a oh, okay. Like a sword. Star Wars sword. Or like the plane Sbok. Yeah. Well he is kind of like that, but just because he wants to be on a real podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Bits and pieces, keep, baby. Bits and up. pieces. Bits and pieces. I gotta come and hijack your podcast more often. Yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. save the numbers and just show up. What, what, when do you guys record? I'll start. I'll start showing up once in a while. <laughs> I think the yeah. number changed, but I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, back to the heli direct giveaway. I came up with an idea last week. I'm gonna implement it on the next record. I'll post it on social media. We're gonna do a live call in. And I'll let them know that day of on social media, and we'll see whoever calls in. We'll do the first three people get a prize each. And I'll post the Zoom recording and all the stuff on social media. I think that would work. Yay, nays. Yay. We get nobody, then we just give them away to anybody but Oklahoma people. I thought since uh, Frank, (laughs) Frank stepped on, that Frank should get the torque servos. No. Uh, no other podcast. Uh, unless uh, unless they're first in line. Oh, wait, they were already first in line. <laughs> Matt, Matt's messaging me right now. He, he's been calling me. I told him we're recording, and he goes, I know. Send us the Zoom link. <laughs> <laughs> this could get interesting. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll save that for later. Yeah, I have no idea how they know I'm on record since Pixie and Roy or Roy are on my Facebook page. <laughs> I think I'm running out of rocks in my bucket, so I have to go outside and get some more later. Oh yeah, we didn't throw a whole lot of good rocks this time. Yeah, we're saving some. Yeah, we're saving some, but I think that we I think that we sprinkled them along far enough the way that they gotta. They actually have to endure the whole thing. Yeah, they just can't listen to the end or the beginning. Yeah. So I think that's all I have. Other podcasts out there. Free Fall with Kevin, Stephen, Andy, and Ian. They're finishing up. How many more do they have left, Frank? Two? They they have three. They're asking the wrong person, man. Yeah, something like that. I'm about six months behind on podcasts. <laughs> That's why I said Frank Frank will never listen to ours either. No. <laughs> no, I listen to all of them. Actually, I do listen to all of them. The problem is that I don't listen to, I don't listen to my own. Oh because yeah. I hate the way my voice like I won't listen to this one. Like I promise you guys. Oh, that's fine. I love you guys and I think the world of you, but I won't listen to it because my voice scares me when I hear it on the podcast. Yeah, I heard you. And all the ums and mm, I'm like, oh my god, I sound like such a dork. What do I even get to do these things? Oh, we yeah, we got this in. great edit guy. Yeah. He even misses <laughs> a couple of ums and butts I have to clean out. Well, I leave a few in there just to make it seem real. Oh, yeah. I, I completely get it. Um, uh, oh, uh, what, uh, uh, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's me there in a, in a heart. So heart the, the RC scrap pile. It's been three months. I heard they may have done a record, may not have. I haven't seen anything new. Bits and Pieces RC podcast. <laughs> That's with Clay, Casey, Jason, and Matt. Rainbow Sprinkles, baby. Rainbow Sprinkles. Skids up. Rainbow Sprinkles. <laughs> skids up with Paul, Frank, Javier, and Darren. 
Telerotor with Rich, Michael, Robert, and Mike. They just put one out. Still, I'm still waiting to hear what they do on the spirit. Flying and tuning. I don't know if they're going to do that with the Jetty radio or not, but I'm interested. I think they are going to do it with the Jetty. So I'm interested to see their, what they have when they do the spirit fly barless comparison. Heliheads with Skids, Yartzel, Gucci, and Finch Post. And they got a whole bunch of other people. Yeah, like, I saw those guys this weekend. I had, I had a blast with uh, Kevin McGrady. I had a blast with that dude. Such a good guy. Uh, I, he was there. Cholo was there. And so was Diamante. So they were all at the event. Good people to hang out with, for sure. Uh, Max Maximum Collective. I don't know who all is on that one. I listened to it, but oh, that, that's, that's I haven't that written. Great? I haven't written the names that's down. Ringo and McGrath, and I forgot the other guy. O'Connor, O'Connor, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, they were the ones that got a hold of Terry for the edit stuff. Oh, the West Coast guys. Yeah, West Coast. RCHNV three is back in. I think I might be behind an episode or two, but. I try to listen to them at work, don't tell work, because they have a website and I can actually play it from the website where everything else is Podbeam. So I can actually listen to RCHN at work. Mm. And I can listen to what, what the hell was the other one called? Bits and Pieces. Yeah. Bits and Pieces. Yeah. Yeah. RC Heli Nation 2.0 should be on rewatch or be able to listen to RC Today Show. If you haven't heard about it, it was a Texas podcast that. Ran for years upon years with Chris Boating House and Bobby Barr. I remember BK podcast with Bert and Kyle. I think they're done. What was that Mike? No, I remember those guys. I didn't say nothing. Yeah, the Bert and Kyle. One? No, the, the, the BK podcast. The, the RC Today. RC Today yeah, Show. Such a good podcast from back in the day. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. I have them all downloaded. He said he was going to try to transfer them to Podbeam. Chris Boninghouse. Uh, he's up in Tyler now. He comes to our event still. Temple. Temple. He's in Temple. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't think he moved to Tyler. Uh, Inverted Down Under hasn't had one in a while, but if you want to listen to people from the other side of the world, they're a fun group to listen to. I sure hope they come back. I like them. Oh, those guys are awesome, man. I talk to Chopsy all the time. Yeah, they need to do another podcast. Uh, I miss it a lot. I really do. I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I really need to download a few episodes and listen. I've been meaning to, but I was trying to catch up on everybody else's podcast that I, I listened to and then save them for a back burner, pretty much. For that long, heli fun fly trip? Uh-huh. Bill and YouTube? He's still was he down there in Florida? No, he wasn't. Frank? Oh, okay. Yeah, don't worry about that guy. <laughs> he, he's so great. He's so great. You know, every Urcha I convinced him to do a video for me. Every single Urcha for one of those one of those spots. Oh really? Yeah, he's 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 such a good dude. You ever went back and looked at the first one he did? No. Was it funny? <laughs> no, I just I'm just asking. I have no idea. I don't know. To look at from where, if it was two or three years ago, what you progressed or changed. Never thought of that. That'd be good. Let me go find a channel. Let's try to look at it. 
He gets so abused. He gets so much abuse from all the guys around. Yeah, but he's makes some badass videos. He does. Like quality angles, what he puts into it, the thought process. He's just not taking a video. He's, he does good work. He has a lot of videos. He actually, you know what? I was on his channel. I was one of the first, the first uh, YouTube videos of me flying back in the day was on his channel. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> flying the old goblin gasser. No, the big pig. Holy crap. I'm still, I'm still scrolling through them. Yeah. You have to send it to me later. Any anybody sold anything lately? I've heard there's some fucking backdoor bartering shit going on. That's about all I've heard. <laughs> what's it, what's the sale you speak of? I think I just stripped parts off of them, put them in the corner. Yeah, well, I sold my V2 gasser today. Broke my heart. I know, I know. Hey, I offered kind of offered it to you. I know, I know. And if it wasn't because I had one and an extra motor, I would have been all about it. But I don't need three. You don't need three. <laughs> uh, an old friend that we used to, I used to fly, me and Kenny used to fly with him all the time. He picked it up. Of course, I didn't know that he wasn't in San Diego anymore, but in North Carolina and a member of RCHO. Oh, yeah, he's RCHO. Even the RC, the treasurer at RCHO. Yeah. So I got to get that boxed up and sent off. So that puts me officially out of the gasser business. Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so does does this mean I'll actually get the C1 fly of yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, oh, that hurt. I had, to, I had to send it to a real mechanic to get it to fly, but yeah. Oh, 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 hey, I thought we were supposed to be going after bits and pieces. Yeah, <laughs> sidetracked a little bit. You stepped off yeah. on the plate. No, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I did learn some few things today. Just, just so anybody, again, I repeat this uh, make sure when you go to order something that's from england that you realize that that's not euros but uh <laughs> pound sterling and euro conversion is not the same as pound sterling <laughs> and oh yeah there's a bit of a difference in the price calculation uh yeah but it's not like buying from rc japan yeah uh no no like i said i had i had one price that I had figured up off of euros and uh, I was wrong. Yeah. All right. We're going to end it. Uh, if you need to get a hold of me, it's Houdini RC at gmail.com. And I'll try my best to set up a thing to do a call in next week. And then we'll have three people call in and the first three win the heli direct coupons. It's my plan. Don't hold me to it. Bits and pieces. Okay. <laughs> Kenny is not here. He's at rcnuts at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm rc-taz at, at hotmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook on the Hangout or RC Helicopters. Just Mike Westbrook on Facebook. Carrie Snyder at Yahoo. Carrie Snyder on Facebook. And on the forums. Oh, and I left you out of the contact list again. Damn it. <laughs> And you can reach me at uh, tmusic618 at gmail.com or Facebook. His last name is pronounced music. If you had listened to the podcast, Free Fall, you would have known. <laughs> they had mentioned you and he didn't uh, 
what's his name from Florida didn't know how to say your name. Yeah. M- music. <laughs> yeah. Just music. That works. And then Frank, if you want to get a hold of him, listen to this kids up. Or complain to me in the hangout. Yeah. Yeah, the hangout. Complain on the hangout. Or listen to skids up. Hopefully you'll have another one soon. Yeah, we're recording next weekend. Next week. Oh, that's good. We do once a month. Actually, I think we got Ben coming on there next week. Cool. That's going to be a good one. It's like I started a thing with Ben on podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> From Abilene. Yeah, what well, him and Daryl run the whole show last time, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we got to get Daryl on there, too. A live one from Abilene was good with both of them on there. Yes. Yes, it was. It actually turns out pretty fucking decent with the Yeti. Yeah, you did a great job with that. I think that's the first one Terry actually did an edit on was that live one. Yes. Terry, you did a great job, man. Yeah, that was his, his first edit. You actually get it done fast. I was on vacation last week, so yeah, I was able to get it out. <laughs> oh, good. If anybody has anything else, that's all I have for today. So, Da-da-da. Stay in the box, don't escape. If you need to get a hold of us, call us. We'll see y'all next week. Later. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Later. The end. But all right, my friend. You guys have a good night. Okay, so I need to make a list. Who else on that podcast? It's Matt. So it's Clay Rich, Casey Davis, Matt, Jason Hill. Yep. Yes. Jason, he didn't bother nobody, but the rest of them, they, uh... <laughs> Jason. Okay, I just want to have it on a piece of paper, check boxes that. I talk about him. Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli podcast. Today's uh, shit. I don't say the episode in there. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I have it in my notes and I was like, I don't think I do that. All right. So now that we're out of it, so Frank, the nuts and bolts called us out pretty aggressively on their podcast within the first 15 minutes of them airing it. Okay. I think it was 15 seconds. Yeah, 15 seconds. They immediately, they, they didn't even do an intro. They had some like redneck shit or something. Yeah, a scene from uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah, and then they went in straight to flaming me out. So that's the reason we're giving them so much shit. Nice. Nothing like a little. Uh, They're just jealous. Friendly uh, podcast shit talking. Oh, yeah. this isn't friendly. <laughs> <laughs> You do, you do, you know, you do talk about taking Casey to the Rainbow Room more and more. Yeah, that's because he likes sliders. Yeah, he probably wears flip flops too, though. Yeah, he does. I've seen him. I've looked at his feet before. Hey. They're actually pretty decent. <laughs> hey, watch the flip flop trucks, dude. Florida, you know now. <laughs> dude, don't worry. I'll get you a nice pair of flip flops when you come down to Florida. All right. <laughs> you just steal them we'll from the homeless we'll- person. <laughs>
<laughs> That's the only people that wear flip flops in Texas. Yes. Yes. <laughs>